Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does sound pretty good. I'm so happy that I was recording that because that is exactly how we are going to introduce this episode today. Oh, I wish we were talking about like beatboxing at your wedding, but we're not. But if you have a friend who's really good at beatboxing and you want them to beatbox your first dance, that could happen. I love how you brought it back. Guys, today we are talking about involving your family in your wedding day. So love them or hate them or whatever you got to do. We talked about a bunch of different things in this episode, whether you want to include them in your wedding party, should you not include them in your wedding party, what to do if you don't want to include them in your wedding party. We dove into a whole bunch of stuff. We also talked about kids a little bit, guys. I know some of you have been asking for that. So we dove into that too. I think you're going to like this episode. I think you're going to like all the episodes, though. I'm very biased. <laughs> That's true. You know, if there's some ringers out there listening, we really want to thank you for listening and coming alongside the podcast and supporting us uh, and supporting future couples, right? If you're not one of our ringers, head to patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Like put a ring on it. And take a look at the different tiers that we have to come alongside of us, support us, and help us continue to bring this information to other couples, right? Because you're not really supporting us. You're supporting the advice that you're getting, the stories that you're getting, the amazing entertainment that you're getting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the practical planning advice that you're getting, right? We want to continue doing that and bring it to other people. So if you're getting it, somebody else is going to get it too, right? That's the goal. Yes, I have three things that I'm particularly excited about about our Patreon community, and I'm going to share them with you guys because when I get excited about stuff, I like to share it. So first, our first round of mugs for our Ringer Club members have been going out. And guys, they're so cute and they're so fun and I love them so much. So once you're a part of the Ringer Club for three months or more, you automatically get this super cute mug just as our like little thank you to you and says like, we've got you and you've got this. It's like full on cheering you on the whole way. So that's one. Two is we have a special discount set up for our Ringer Club members to my shop. Guys, I launched a shop that has a ton of wedding planning resources and just all kinds of really good stuff. In October, I actually just launched a killer planning checklist. It has like wedding planning tasks already loaded in there, but it's a full on crazy awesome spreadsheet that works in Google Sheets that I'm telling you, it's going to make you so organized. You're going to look amazing. Yes, it's a brand new thing. But when you're part of the Ringer Club, you get a discount to every single thing in my shop all the time. No questions asked. Third is our Ringer Club meetups. Dan, our virtual meetups with our Ringer Club people has been some of the highlights of my month because we get to talk to people. We get to just like share stories. They're sharing ideas with each other. It's not just like us. It fills my heart to the brim. Yeah, it's very chill, but it's also very productive, right? Like it's fun that we get to like be experts in what we do, but what's more gratifying and what's more exciting is when people are like, oh, this is what I did and this is what I'm doing that was working for me. What do you think about this, right? And then everybody's all of a sudden sharing and it warms my heart to be able to like foster a community like that where everybody's just happy and helping each other. So check it out, patreon.com slash put a ring on it, P-A-R-O-I. Yes, guys, come join our family and then let's talk about family. Boom. Let's do it. Hey there, ringers. Welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. 
Together, we are two wedding pros sharing our best tips, tricks, and advice for planning a wedding that feels good to you. Because planning a wedding is hard work, but not anymore, because we've got your back. So Dan, are you ready? You know it. Let's do this. Hey, Ringers, welcome to episode 93 of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is episode 93. I just I literally just said that, Dan. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Guys, we will continually be impressed with ourselves that we've made it this far. It's just it's where we're at at this point. Yep. That's it. I mean, we come together many years from now. People are still listening to this and we look back on this pandemic and saying, wow, remember that? We're still living in it. We're in the thick of it. And it's nice whenever Danielle and I have these because obviously we live 30, 45 minutes apart. And it's nice to like have this like thing where one, I get to talk to an adult because I have babies. And two, it's like, you know, weddings this year are very different. And it's good to still talk weddings and do what we both love to do. So I think that's why I keep saying, wow, 93, wow, 94, wow, 16, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We've been uh, wildly impressed with ourselves since episode like five, I think. Yeah, seriously. Now we're at 93. Madness. We've been on like a feels streak lately uh, over the last couple of episodes, just like getting all the feels out. And this one will have a little bit, but Danielle really broke this one down in a very nice way. I thought it was, Aww, it was good. thanks. We're talking about family. I absolutely so- thought you were going to do something with Break It Down, like where I was like, oh, you broke it down really nice and thought you were like, break it down. Oh, oh, or something. Oh, oh, I wish I was that clever. We definitely started an episode out like that, didn't we? Yes. We have done a family episode before, for sure. I mean, obviously, as we do more and more podcast episodes, we are often kind of going back and touching on things that we've talked about before. But I think we're always putting it into a new light. New fresh ways. Yep. Exactly. Because what's happening now wasn't happening a few years ago. It's good to kind of revisit it because, I mean, for y'all out there getting married, this is likely your first go around. Even if it's not your first go around, there's like a whole new world of things out there for you to like digest and go through. And for many of us, like family is a part of this situation. Yeah. And we've gone over a couple different things. I feel like we talk about family in every episode and we've talked about like what happens when there's some trouble in your family, what happens when, you know, somebody's overbearing parents or whatever. But this episode is going to be different because we're going to talk about involving family. Right. And so I think we've talked about this before. You may have a overbearing person in your life and you choose to involve them in a very tactful way to keep them quiet. But there's many different ways to approach this, right? So whether you love them or you hate them, we have family members who want to be involved in our wedding day. And that's what we're talking about today. Yes. And there's going to be some examples that we're going to talk through just to kind of help like further unpack what we're talking about, because It just helps to kind of visualize it. But we know that there is a lot of family dynamics out there and some of these aren't going to apply to you. But our goal is just to kind of get your brain thinking creatively and outside of the box to kind of find the best path forward for you. So obviously, if we're talking about something specific about moms and maybe you don't have a mom in your life, like, A, we're sorry and that's sad, but like adjust it however you need to adjust it. We're just trying to get those creative juices flowing for you. That's right. So when we talk about involving family in your wedding, really, like the obvious place to start is like maybe they should be in your wedding party. And for everybody, this is not going to be the path. But I want to talk about this because I think it goes beyond just the traditional stuff that we see. Obviously, you don't need to make anybody part of your wedding party just because they're family, right? If you're not close to them, it's okay. But if you are, 
Making a family member part of your wedding party is a great way to give them an honorary role and make them a big part of your day. Yeah. And think of it as like being part of the wedding party is like the ultimate, right? Like that is the highest honor you can have as somebody, right? And there's other ways that we'll get into that you can involve family, but that's the pedestal, right? Everybody always wants to be included in the bridesmaids or the groomsmen or whatever. So if you're close with somebody like that, that's the highest honor you can give somebody. Right. But like that doesn't mean that if you don't give somebody that honor that they're not important to you, right? Like it's okay if you have someone in your life who loves you to death and you love back but does not want to be part of your wedding party for whatever reason whatsoever. Personally, I would rather attend a wedding as a guest than be part of a wedding party. But maybe that's just because... We know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like it is. It's fun just to... Not necessarily have all the responsibilities. I mean, you get to spend time with your partner unless they're in the wedding party, too. But still, I don't know. You just have less responsibility. So anyway, point is in saying that you can make this person part of your wedding parties. There's no rules as to who can and can't be in your wedding party. So think outside the box. If you're a bride that's really close to your brother, think about making them your man of honor or your bridesman. Like they don't have to be a groomsman on your groom side. If you want them up there with you, like that's loud. Same goes for like a groom who's close to your sister or a female cousin, whatever it is. Make her a best woman or a groomsmaid. Yep. Screw it. Screw specific gender centric roles altogether. If you want to make your attendants your best people, if you have a bunch of mix of people, your VIPs or VIGs, very important guests, right? There's ways to be inclusive. And we're seeing that so many more. There's ways to mix up traditions, right? Traditions, air quotes, and do what you want, right? We're seeing that a whole bunch more where there's groomsmen and groomsmaids and bridesmen and bridesmaids and, you know, not even those particular labels, like we just said, you know, VIPs and VIGs, very important guests. And rather than calling them bridal party, you call them the wedding party, things like that, right? Yeah, or you're like, you're just your people, your best people, your attendants. It doesn't even need to have a rule. I promise that title is like more in your head than it is in anybody else's head for sure. I'm actually honestly surprised sometimes at how often we get the question of my partner has more people in their wedding party than I have in mine. And what should we do? Like the amount of times that we get this question. And Dan, I'm not sure if you know this because I think I get more of the questions than you do because I handle that part of it. But It blows me away how many people are like really hung up on the idea of like maybe an uneven number of wedding party or what it all is. A, you're allowed to be hung up on whatever you want to be hung up on, but you have Dan and I's permission to do whatever in the world you want to do. So few people pay attention to that stuff, like from the guest perspective, like no one's going to leave being like, oh my gosh, did you see there was one more groomsman than bridesmaid or whatever it is. Like they don't leave the wedding thinking that they leave going, oh my God, that band was amazing. Or, oh my God, that food was incredible. Or, you know, whatever it was. So it's okay. I have seen two bridesmaids and 15 groomsmen. Wow. Yeah. Very uneven. And it was awesome. When you know this couple, the groom is like, he's just super sociable. He's very schmoozy and really awesome and very happy, right? So break the rules. But there's also, I think one of the sweetest things I think I ever saw was a groom who had his dad as his best man, right? And some people are all like, oh, you know, you can't put somebody old in your wedding party. I've seen uncles who are super close to the groom. He stuck out, right? Like, so you look at this, but the groom is super close with this guy. Like, why does it matter, right? Like, there's no age limit. You don't need to have, uh, you know, if you're over 30, if you're over 35 or 40, that all of a sudden you can't include that person in your wedding party, right? It's funny to say that because I'm 34 now and I'm like, oh, 
30 would exclude me. <laughs> I still think I of myself like a 25-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 35, guys. Dan's still 34. So we're in the small pocket of time where I am way older than Dan. <laughs> this like three-month period. As shown by your incredible wisdom and all the words that you have. Yes, my wisdom, my beauty, my height. I just trump you in many, many ways. So that's what it comes down to. You are huge. (laughs) I am. That is true. All right. So yes, age just doesn't, it doesn't matter. I like the trend of having the grandmas be flower girls. This is super sweet. I, as someone who doesn't have their grandmas anymore, I love this so much, especially like if your grandmas are the type of grandmas that would be down for and they're like mobile. Yeah, but there's really no limit to age. I will say with children, and I feel like, Dan, you could probably speak more from experience on this than I can. But my experience is that having like babies and super young toddlers in your wedding party is nice, but it can be really stressful on their parents. It's stressful on parents. It's stressful on the entire wedding party, right? Like the amount of times you're kind of having to wait for kiddos, you know, are they in the wedding party or they need to take naps? You know, when you have a timeline for wedding party photos and you've got some that you want to bang out, but you're waiting for kiddos to smile or stand still or whatever, it adds time, right? And that's not to say that it's bad, right? Like there's kids in many weddings, but it's just something you got to add 10, 15 minutes to like everything the kids are involved in, put it that way. So while there's not a limit going upwards in age, there may be a limit going downwards in whether or not, you know, what you should think about and what age is appropriate to have kids fully involved if you want things to be smooth. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like it's tough because I think kids are really sensitive to what's going on. And we're actually going to talk about if you have kids more at the end of this episode, but they're very aware of everyone's heightened emotions. And depending on their age, they really react to it. So it's not uncommon for even the most well-behaved kid to have a moment and break down a little bit. And that's okay. But when your emotions are already high, it is really tough to kind of navigate that situation without it just compounding upon a stressful situation. So we'll go back to kids later, which I'm really excited for. But I want to talk about the idea of like, what if you don't want family to be in your wedding party, right? Yeah. Again, completely okay. You have our permission to do this. If you are looking for the sign that's like, you're like, my sister is crazy pants. If she's in my wedding, she's going to drive me crazy and I just don't want her there. This is us telling you, you don't have to make her your maid of honor or a bridesmaid or have her in your wedding at all. You can do a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, I feel like this is something that you hear more and more as I get closer with my couples is, oh, there's this one person who loves to make everything about them, or there's this one person who causes all the drama. We've talked about this, I think, a lot of different times, but there's ways to handle them, right? And sometimes you need to keep them at an arm's distance, right? You need to keep them out here and do your own thing and put the shield up, put the wall up and be like, no, 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 I'm focusing on what brings me joy, who brings me joy, and that's it, right? But there are some ways to be inclusive. There's ways to give that person a task that maybe will be meaningful to them and just to, you know, appease them and say, here, here's this task over there. Do your, you know what I mean? Do your thing. (laughs) We get it. Like sometimes it's not, it's possible rather that not having them in your wedding party could actually make it way worse. We recognize that. This is where you need to like weigh your options, know this person, but ultimately make the decisions that's best for you, not make one that's like coming from a place of guilt. That's what we want to avoid. Like you want to be strategic in your approach and not just like 
well, if I don't, she'll probably or he'll probably whatever. That's an easier said than done. I think for a lot of people out there, a lot of people listening, that's a tough one to just be like, oh, whatever. I'll just put them in. It's just touchy, right? Because I hear this kind of thing all the time. And I talked with couples recently about this, right? You're in the pandemic. You've got somebody who's like making it more about them than you and making big stinks about every possibly thing that they can. And what this bride ultimately chose to do was just to keep her at an arm's length and just do basically what I said. It's going to cause a big stink that she's not in the wedding party. It's going to cause a big stink that she's not going to really be in any family pictures. But she's saying, you know what? It's my day. It's our day. And that's what we have to look at it like. You know, there's plenty of other people who are coming that are going to share this day with them. But she ultimately and they ultimately chose to just keep that person held at a distance. It was an agonizing decision for them, but they had to Marie Kondo that and focus on what brings her joy. Focus on the joy. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about then some creative ways that we can include family without having them have a title of being in the wedding party. So, Dan, what have you seen? So my wife has a lot of friends and we also have a lot of family. So we're trying to figure out what to do when we had our wedding um, and we kept our wedding party pretty much family. But we also wanted to honor some of the friends that we have. So we did some things like readers for us at our traditional Catholic mass was important to us. Those are people who are going to get up there and read to us are going to be in a front, you know, kind of a front and center position. So we also chose those as a very important, very meaningful place to put people as well. So ceremony readers are definitely another one that I've seen. And outside of the wedding day, if you think outside the box, right, if you've got somebody who's super close to you, like I said, maybe it's an uncle or an aunt or just a best friend that is unable to be in the wedding party or you didn't put them in the wedding party, but you still want to honor them, have them do a toast at the reception or just a little speech, a way to honor you and your friendship. That's a great way to make them feel good and also give them a role in the wedding that is important. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it at the reception, because like maybe they're going to be a little bit of a wild card. I think yeah. rehearsal dinner. Sorry. That's what I was just going to say. Do it at the rehearsal dinner because not to downplay the rehearsal dinner, but in the grand scheme of things, you're probably investing more in the reception than you are the rehearsal dinner. So like if you need to appease that, build up the idea of it being this special, wonderful thing that they can do for you to kick off the weekend or the celebrations at the rehearsal dinner because it's less of a big deal and it'll just cause less of a kerfuffle if it's going to cause one at the rehearsal dinner. (laughs) Do you like my kerfuffle word? That was good. You know, and we've talked about this one a little bit too, but have them help with some aspect of the wedding, right? A task, right? If they're super crafty, right? Maybe they can make a little box for your cards to go in, or you can say, hey, we really want a bird cage. Go look up a whole bunch of bird cages on Amazon or a whole bunch of bird cages at Michael's or AC Moore or something. Send me some pictures. Sick them. Yeah. Like play this up, right? Be like, I am having the hardest time finding oh my God. I can't find a bird cage anywhere can you please help me like oh i'm just like oh it's killing me this would like help me like it's keeping me up at night i mean don't lie i guess but well, i guess i'm kind of saying that but like hey this is the approach this is assuming too that this person like we're maybe assuming that they're a little bit toxic but that's not necessarily the case you can just genuinely need help with something and they could have a talent that you want to showcase or put front and center for a little bit on your wedding day like maybe they're musical talented, right? You can have them create like a playlist for when everybody's getting ready in the morning, or maybe you want them to perform a song at your ceremony or your reception. Like there's different ways you can incorporate them in 
Yep. Maybe they're a super foodie. They know all the best restaurants or whatever. And you can ask them for input in the menu. Or maybe if they're a bartender or if they're just one of those people, like I have this one friend who just like every time I visit him, he's always like, hey, man, I got this new mixed drink that I'm trying. Or he's like always just making cocktails. I feel like that's literally you when we used to visit you guys (laughs) pre-pandemic. I was getting all those from Chuck. Um, <laughs> oh, like Chuck, I, of course. <laughs> yeah. Every si- Yes, now you get it. Every single time that I would go down to D.C. back in my batch, not bachelor days, I was married, but didn't have kiddos, right? We'd go down there and he had like a signature drink that he would always make, right? Where he's always making like some new drink. Hey, man, I got this. Here's this drink. Try that, right? So you, if you have somebody like that, whatever their talent is, maybe they can help you out with the signature drink or maybe – If you've got that friend who is very good with the words and who's a very eloquent speaker, have them introduce you at the wedding or have them be your officiant. I got to do that. That was really fun. Remember that when I got to be the introducer at her and Gina's wedding? Amazing. Yes. You were on cloud nine when you did that. Obviously, when we talk about like more legal things like officiating the wedding, definitely check your local laws first as far as like who can or can't marry you in Pennsylvania. It's a little bit tricky. But yes, that is a really important thing. Actually, you know what? Quick plug. If you guys are thinking of having a friend officiate your wedding, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Elisa Tong, who's been on our show before, she's actually put out a wedding ceremony masterclass for friend officiants. So I'm going to put a link to that. If you're having someone do it, it's an amazing class and it's really helpful for like setting your friend up to have like a really good ceremony for you. Anyway, I like this idea and it's probably because Dan, do you watch in all of your free time? Do you watch Shit's Creek at all? Nope. Okay. It's a really good show for everybody out there who's watched it. Y'all know, but I finally just caught up with season six, which is the final episode and a wedding happens in that episode in the final episode. And of course, like I was a blubbering mess because it was just so sweet. But part of that was not having a parent walk you down the aisle, but having this wonderful family member walk you down the aisle. Obviously, if your dad is no longer around or maybe you don't have a close relationship, you know, that's a really tough thing. But you're allowed to walk down the aisle by yourself, or you can ask someone else to walk with you. Or you can also have more than one person walk you down the aisle. Like maybe you have both of your parents walk you down the aisle. I know when my sister got married the second time, my mom, my dad, and me walked her down the aisle because it was like this very small wedding up in Vermont at a bed and breakfast. And we just all four of us walked down the aisle together because it was just that beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I was held was I was like 15 16 nope I was 17 at the time but it was just a really fun thing and I like that I got to be a part of that the second time (laughs) yeah the second time also you can walk down the aisle by yourself I don't think you said that I actually have seen a couple times recently the couple walk down the aisle together. Most recently, I saw that where, you know, like I said, we're recording this in the pandemic and this couple got married in June, small wedding, just family in a church and just the couple. They had kind of a bigger socially distant wedding, but they're married now and they walked down the aisle together since they were already married. It wasn't her dad giving her away, quote unquote, anymore. And they said, no, we're together. We're walking through this and we're walking through our lives together now. So they walked in together and walked out together and it was beautiful. But I've seen it, you know, plenty of other times as well. There's traditions and opinions and all that kind of stuff. And you have to choose which ones you are okay to break and which ones you don't care about. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says, really. You know, what do we keep saying? It's your party for everybody else, but you're designing this day in your style. And if your style is breaking traditions and pushing some buttons sometimes, do it. 
for sure. As long as you're pushing them for the right reasons, you know? Right. Don't do it to like jab somebody in the side for the sake of it. Like that's not the time to do it. Do it at the rehearsal dinner. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I like, and I didn't necessarily think of this right off the bat because in Pennsylvania, we don't do this, but have this family member be a witness to sign your marriage license. We don't have witnesses here in Pennsylvania with traditional marriage license, but I really like this idea. Like, what if your grandfather was your witness or your best friend or your cousin or whatever it is? I just, I love that a lot. You know, and another thing you can do is just to look back over maybe other weddings that you've been to in your family or something and think about what happened then, right? Think about the traditions that you have seen, you know, and think about them in a positive way, right? So it doesn't even have to be like this official thing. You can just say, you know what? Everybody at all the weddings that I've been to with my family lose their minds when the shout comes on, right? And so you play that to just like pump people up. And maybe there's one person who like that person you were talking about trying to incorporate a song that they absolutely love that you know that they'll freak out to. And like grab them, right? Like that song comes on, like grab them, be like, I told them to play this just for you. Like, can you imagine being a guest at a wedding and having them like my heart would explode with love? Yep. Another one of the things that I feel like I saw recently is I see families a lot where the women love to bake, right? Like it's a big thing. The grandma, the mother, the bride, um, mother, the groom, you know, the aunts and whatever. And so this bride was like, hey, the cookies in our family are to die for, right? So can all you ladies in our family, can you all pull together and make the desserts for the wedding? Right. And that made the mother of the bride and all of her sisters, they all felt like very special because now they got to make cookies and desserts rather than going to some cake place or whatever. They got to put their own personal traditional spin. And now I think this has happened at more weddings recently in this family. So this cool little like nod to different parts of the family. Yeah. A lot of times we call that the Pittsburgh cookie table because that is like not an uncommon thing, especially for Pittsburgh Pittsburgh cookie table. Pittsburgh cookie table. Yep. It's a Pittsburghian thing. (laughs) I think don't think that's what it is. But like, here's what you do. Like, look at your holidays. Look at your gatherings. Look at the times that your families get together. What does that look like? Right? Like maybe you can pluck something from that and infuse that into your day in a way that just feels really good. Like, is there a family recipe that you can share? Like Dan said, cookies, like anything like that is just such a beautiful nod to your family as a way to incorporate that tradition in. Like the meaning of that and sharing that with everybody, I think it just goes beyond all the other stuff for sure. I feel like we're talking about like this idea of incorporating people at large um, and having them do something for you. But I also think that like there are times in which you can make something happen for certain people members of your family, right? Things that you can specifically do for them to incorporate them to make them feel good, right? Like we just said, you know, maybe there's a song that somebody really loves to play, or maybe everybody loves the shout, so you can play that shout song. But I'm thinking of the father of the bride first look, you know, we see a whole bunch of times, right? Maybe somebody's super close with their dad or super close with their mom, and they do a little pomp and circumstance around revealing themselves, right? So this might mean that having your mom not help you put your dress on is something you don't do. So that way she can see you in your full glory in a different way. Right. So there's these like little things you can do, right? That's one. What else, What do you got, Danielle? What else are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it comes down to that you as a person might not have been dreaming of your wedding day your whole life, but your parents might have been like, it, it's, 
it's just kind of part of the process for some people. So I love the idea of giving them little things. I I mean, you can have mom not get ready with you or your sister or whatever, but like I love when like mom puts on the necklace or, you know, buttons up the dress or puts on the veil or maybe you ask her or somebody else to hold your bouquet during your ceremony or have, you know, both of your moms hold your rings and then like present them when it's time, like during the ceremony, like maybe they each have their rings and they bring it up. But like, there's all these different things you can do with your family. And I guess in this case, we're specifically talking about parents, but just to give them the feels and just like include them in the day in a way that's like meaningful and intentional and not just like, all right, dad, now I need you to go do this. And mom, now you need to do that. Like put some thought and heart into it. Like even if it's things that you might already do, put your veil on, put your shoes on, put your jewelry on. I think if you say, no, mom, I want you to do this. Just pull them out of the routine, right? Like maybe they're already expecting like, oh, I'm going to put the jewelry on or whatever. But if they hear, no, 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 I don't want anybody else to do that. I want you to do it, mom. I want you to do it, dad. I want you to do it, sister or brother, right? Whatever it is. I have seen brothers of the bride help out the bride getting into her dress because they were super close. And I don't think that's weird. And I think that there are ways like that you can play up your relationship with the people who are most important to you. And if you just spend a little time thinking about ways that would be super meaningful to them, that little bit of kindness, that little bit of thought will go a very long way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be super sentimental. We've actually talked before about, you know, making sure as you give like a thank you toast at your reception, Dan and I are really big fans of that. Like, that's a great time to say something to to your parents or to whoever's been helping you with the wedding. But like, it doesn't have to be super emotional because I also recognize that maybe that's like not your comfort zone or it's like it's really not who you are right so then it feels not authentic so like look at dances you know like obviously parent dances fall under the traditional category but they can be slow or fast they could be like funny and choreographed or they could be you know short and sweet it doesn't matter but it's just like about those little moments or like we said earlier, like play a special song, whether just the two of you dance in that moment or, you know, if everybody's on the dance floor and just that song plays and you grab them when it comes on. But it doesn't have to be a serious thing. It could be a fun thing. It could be a silly thing. It could be a big thing, a little thing. It doesn't matter. It's just about including them and involving them in a way that you know is going to make them feel good. And that's why we talk about stuff like this now, because your wedding day is not today. Like if you're listening to this on your wedding day, A, we feel really special, but B, go do something else right now. But (laughs) the reality is like we're telling you this now so you can like jot down some ideas or make mental notes or whatever it is that you need to do so that that day you are killing it and you feel really good about the event you're hosting. Listen, if this episode's like having some impact on you, here's like a couple things I want you to ask yourself, right? Get a pen and paper, sit down and say, okay, who is most important to me? List out a couple of those people who is most important to me. Second is why are they most important to me and what kind of connection do we have, right? Is it a very close emotional connection? Is it somebody who's just supports you? Is it somebody who's just like, they're just there, right? Like there's somebody who you just have like a crazy amount of fun and can party with all the time, right? There's all these different connections. Third, how can you honor that relationship? We've talked about a million different things, putting them in your wedding party, doing a special dance, whatever it is, or maybe it's a nice little note to them if you're a note writing person or it's including them if they're a really amazing person like they make great cocktails that's the third thing and the last thing is 
what was your history like? And I think that will help you take a look at what some of the traditions are, some things that have happened in your lives and ways for you to bring that to today. That's a good recap. I love that a lot. Can we talk about kids? We've talked about kids before in the sense of like, we've talked about writing ring bears and flower girls and all that stuff. But I want to talk specifically if you as the couple have kids and whether that's like one of you or both of you together, but depending on the age, like we talked about before, I love to see children of the couple included in some way in the wedding day when it makes sense to. And again, this is whether both people are the child's biological parents or if the child's gaining like a new parent, whatever it is. But I love the idea of just kind of including them in a very thoughtful way. So like whether that's, I think where my head obviously goes is like a nice moment during the ceremony, or maybe they have a special seat at the king's table, or maybe you make them a part of your wedding day. When going back a little bit to the ceremony, I love when the step parent says vows to the child. That's like all the feels. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. If it's appropriate, right? I mean, I don't know everybody's relationship. I don't know what the situation looks like where it's not appropriate, but some kind of promise to that child, whatever that looks like for you, right? I think that's really sweet. You can Google lots of videos of that. And if you do, prepare to have some tissues. But if they're old enough, you know, I've seen this kind of stuff plenty of times. If they're old enough, they can do a toast either at the rehearsal dinner or maybe the reception. I've definitely seen it at the reception where, you know, it's kind of a late teen. And he talked about how his dad passed away years ago and how his mom's new husband kind of came alongside of him in some interesting times of his life, right? He was 17, I think. I think his dad passed away when he was 12. So that's a very telling time of somebody's life that like 12 to 17 year old and how he just came alongside of him and didn't try to be his dad, but was a great father figure, right? And just helped him through some of those things and was just able to be there, right? So that was super powerful. And their relationship was close enough that this new husband, new dad could say, hey, I would love it if you gave a speech at the reception about what this day means to you or whatever. I don't know what that conversation was in private, but obviously they were close enough that he was able to come out and say, hey, would you do a speech for us? It was beautiful. I've seen some amazing stuff that kids have done. I've also seen it backfire. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Maybe once. Honestly, it's rare because like it comes down to the child's age, knowing their personality, and ultimately talking to them about how they'd feel comfortable being included or what they'd rather not be included in. Because at the end of the day, like what makes them excited? What do they want to do? Whatever you do, please don't force anything for the sake of going for that tearjerker moment or like trying to build up a thing that it doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel natural. Because in all reality, a child may have mixed feelings or negative emotions surrounding the wedding, depending on the circumstances. So you want to be aware and sensitive to that. But talk with them and include them in the conversation and see what they'd like to do. But I think err on the side of inviting to include them versus assuming that they want or should be excluded is how I approach the thought from it. Yeah. If you've listened to this episode and you have some ideas of things that you've done or things that you've seen, maybe you're already married and you're listening to this, hit us up. Go to our Instagram at Put Around a Podcast. Direct message us and let us know what you guys are doing, right? Like Danielle and I do 20-ish weddings each per year. And the grand scheme of things, that's not that many weddings related to how many are in the United States, right? So if there's something that you're loving that you did that was special, share that story with us. We'd love to hear it. 
Yeah. Or better yet, join our Patreon community and share it with everybody in there because it's a great community. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Hey, before we wrap up this episode, we want to take a minute and give lots of love and virtual high fives to all of our Patreon supporters. We wouldn't be here without you. You guys are the best. Yeah, you are. And if you want to join this fabulous community of ringers, because let's be real, things are way easier when you have a solid support system who's going through it just like you are. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, or just click the link in the show notes. Yeah, not only are you helping out our show, but we are committed to bringing you a ton of extra help along the way. Like we've said, we got your back. Another way you can show your support is to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. If you want to dive deeper on anything that we talked about today, check out the show notes at putaringonapodcast.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, where you can catch some more tips, see Dan's amazing photos, and watch some behind-the-scenes bloopers. Follow us at Put A Ring On It Podcast. Now, friends, remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you rock! Until next time, ringers.